This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, an Age of Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs, where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle time. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 30. We are back in your motherfucking ears after a little break, a bit of a hiatus. What would you call it, Tubby? Laziness? Uh, yeah, laziness. Yeah, we I think it's... <laughs> We've done so many other shows, just not our own show. Yep, we absolutely have. We can talk about that a little bit later, um, considering we don't have a lot of content to work with tonight. We're just sick of people asking us if we're still actually recording and doing shit, so we figured we'd, I don't know, get our voices out on the internet again to remind people that we're not dead, um, and go from there. So, Toby, what have you been up to, dude? It's been a while. It's been like two or three months since we recorded, I think. Maybe even longer. Actual? Has it been that long? July. July is the last time. And then May before that, man. The COVID has really fucked this year up, eh? Well, like, I was on the main hobby buzz after Call to Arms, and then the re little bit of COVID kind of just sent me into depresso mode and killed it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So Call to Arms was the first, well, one of the first tournaments we had in New Zealand since about... February, I think it was, and that was in August. And then um, Old Mate Auckland got the COVID again and more or less shut the country down, and we had a Teams tournament about two days beforehand that was shut down because of, of old bitch COVID. But, I mean, we really can't complain. We've had it pretty good in this country, to be fair. So Yeah, well, um, we can still play. It's a biggie. Yeah, we can definitely still play. We can still hang out. We can go see the homies and shit like that. It's just... um. It's hard to sort of plan anything with any certainty at the moment, which is the annoying thing, because Warhammer or Age of Sigma is quite like a labour-intensive hobby. Like, you know, you have to travel to someone's house or you have to have someone over. You can't jump on the internet and do it, so... Everything's sold out, too. Have you noticed that? Yeah, dude, like... Like, so... Everything. All the third-party retailers just have, like... I know five items in stock per faction for whatever 40k and OS. Yeah, man. So, side note on that because it's affected me personally as well. Where I had, um, so I ordered my Realm Lord stuff um, like a week and a bit before because that's when the retailer was told to get it in. The person I ordered from that is, and I, so I put it in early because he had to put it in early to make sure he got in stock, and then. He gets, so he normally gets it delivered on like a Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or something. I'm not entirely sure. And he sent me a message saying, hey, Sean, just been told by GW that they've done fucked up and I'm not going to get your stuff in and they don't know when it's going to get in because apparently they did the same thing that they did for 40K, the Indominus box, where they like told retailers they had so much stock, but because it was popular or because they didn't know how much stock they had, it got fucked up. So long story short, I got my stuff like three weeks ago, but I'm still waiting for my calf to come. I have no idea where it is. So my Kefala, that is. Um, but you have and, everything else. You've got Techless and stuff now, right? Yeah, so I got the bulk of my order oh, two weeks late, I think it was, or a week and a half late. And then the Kefala, I just I have not heard anything from. So I should actually follow that up now that I think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm missing some shit and I need to get some shit. All right. Anyway, it's a little side tangent. Um <laughs> What are we talking about tonight? We don't really know. We've got events coming up. 
we, yeah, we actually do have some events coming up. That's a good point, my friend. I'm friends. excited. I'm so keen. Yeah. Yeah, so should we just... um, We'll, we'll quickly touch on Call to Arms, right? So, because I think in the last show we talked about Call to Arms is coming up, which was the first um, five-game, two-day, 2K AOS match play event in New Zealand for quite some time. And there was 20-some people there, was it? 22? 24, 22, 22, 22, I think. 22, yeah. but there was a bunch of drops on overnight. And by a bunch, I mean four, so not actually that many. <laughs> but people, you know, like woke up the next day with the sniffles. And given the climate that we live in and the fact that it's we're like the conscious there. people of, you know, us Kiwis are generally conscious of other people's well-being as well as our own, they decided not to come and so on. So, yeah, so I guess we'll quickly touch on that. I mean, I went on... We both went on the Honest War Gamers podcast. Um, so maybe go back a couple of months and check out Rob's show with us on it. Um, we were separately, so I went on and um, called, Talk called so GW people shills or something. And <laughs> yeah. Some people were upset. I don't know. I was pretty tanked that night because I totally forgot I was doing it. But yeah, Rob caught me on a midweek wino. So that was he good. He caught me too. I think he does it on purpose. Uh, to be fair, on reflection, uh, he was fine and I was in the wrong, but the whole time difference completely fucked me up. Um, I said it was going to be, I don't know, I can't even remember. It was so long ago now, but I went on and talked about Stormcast. Uh, Tubby, you went on and talked about KO. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So go check that out. I can't remember when that happened. July, August, August. Oh, yeah, it would have been August maybe early September for me um, and I was a bit out. You were a couple of weeks after, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, we're so good at this. Um, so go check out another person's podcast to hear us talk. Yeah, awesome. Um, the reason he got us on is because we uh, podiumed at Court of Arms, so Tubby actually won it with his, with his KO. I was trying to remember what you are playing. Man, it's been a while since I've done this. Um, and I came third with my Stormcast, so... That was a relatively sort of one of the earlier podiums of Stormcast after the GHB 2020. Um, so people were pretty interested as to what was going on because historically over the last couple of years, Stormcast has been a bit poo. Um, Same as KO, man. They're just like podiuming at every event ever now so, after the points drops. It's fucking like actually unsurprising. Um, are they doing it with your list or nah, a similar... Not it's, your list, but a similar sort of vision of your list. No one owns a list. It's a stupid comment to make. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. No, um, most, mostly like the Zifflin bunch of boats. Um, people are starting to pick up Arkanauts more now. So there's normally like 30, somewhere between 30 and 50 arcs, bunch of boats. Maybe the Lightning Vortex if they're feeling frisky. Um, but no, I don't think anybody else has done a Mornar one. And then... Maybe another sub-faction, one of the Urbaz ones or something, maybe. There's been another couple wins, but like just around the board, that book is sort of smashing it up, which doesn't really surprise me in a shooting. Like, the armies that are good at the moment, they do really well into. So, it's yeah, it's quite unsurprising, actually. Yeah, well, I I mean, we played at Cold Arms, and... Um, we're and you smash me, um, and we were chatting about it. And I think your army just does what my army does, but better like far better. Mm. 
you know, you've got the same, if not better mobility. Actually, you've got better mobility because it doesn't yep. cost you command points and you can no. build more than once. And you have um, far more bodies than what I do. And you I have think... access to rerolls and you've just got high volume as well of output, whereas my whole army relies on like 18 points of dudes. I think the um, your army does way better into like the change host matchup. Yeah, like miles. I don't like, think any any army in the game does as well into the change host matchup as your army does. Well, but, I think I've played eleven games with my list. I was trying to figure it out the other day, and I am ten and one, so one ten loss one. One loss was to you and your KO, and I've played four change hosts. And there's 11 yeah. matchups, and I've won all of them. So, yeah. that's unfortunately we don't really have too much Seraphon up north. I know they're playing it a bit more down south. Bo has some too, I think. Bo has a lot of stuff. He's a sneaky, low key dude. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he just whips it out at this next tournament for some for some filth. Because he was yeah. talking about just like not just shoving 20 eels down everyone's throats for this entire year. So that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls out the Seraphon because he played Sylvan, if I know, at that um, Leap Mar event that happened pre-COVID. And yeah, he did a bit of like, a meme list or something. Yeah, and he was like still like pretty down it afterwards, even though it was a bit of a bit of a meme, bit of fun. But I think the book's just kind of so average average to hard that he didn't love it i think it's going to be the most like one of the more recent released books so it's only just gone over a year old right that book because yeah. it came out like july august last year and it was just never good from the start right because before that so last year you had like what was it the skaven and the flesh eaters uh you had corn you had fire slayers it's the niche. Like these are all like super wicked armies. And I think you had Sylvanef, and then on the other side of Sylvanef was like cities and warclans. So you're like, what the fuck happened? Like they like actually what happened, you know? I feel like it'd be so easy to like pull them back into being fine again. Like just give them the low drops, give them the big the big one drops again. Cause they need they need it so bad. The second they lost the ability to just go first and put trees everywhere. They sort of just fell apart. Like, the army hasn't changed that much. Changed a yeah, bunch. But but at the like, same time, it was such a fucking boring army to play against. Oh, man. Fucking Because they're like, all we're going to do... Yeah, because they're like, all I'm going to do is I'm going to go first, which is fine. I don't mind one drops. That's not the issue. But it's when you have, like... When you put down four or five bases of woods... Um, so not so much a Sylvan F wildboard, but bases I'm talking about, individual bases. And you clog up so much of the board and now blocks line of sight and they're like, cool, I got 140 dryads, go nuts. You know, and they're minus one to hit because they're in bigger groups or whatever and they're plus one save. So, yeah, you know, I'm just going to clog up the board with all these bodies and just make it extremely frustrating to move around the board. And you're like, cool, this is a real super interactive fun game you know yeah but they've kind of like limited how many trees you can get out i think there's also fuck all output in the army yeah well. yeah yeah like yeah they just grind you away they don't sort of burst you off like all these other armies can but 
Yeah, I don't know. My opinion was Sylvanev was a massive miss. I know Chris Welfare was trying to make him work, and he took him to CanCon. And we, this was cool. Yeah, we we played him at CanCon, both of us, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah. like, I don't even think we Lee's picked up his Sylvanev since he's... Well, I haven't heard or seen him play any games with his Sylvanev since the, I don't know, first couple months after the book's dropped. It's because he's, he's balls just, deep in cities list, so because yeah. like the cities book is amazing, because it's so fucking big, and I don't pretend to know anything about cities beyond the basic knowledge that I do. So jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, bro. But it's so huge, and there's like a lot of different variants of running sort of the same shit, but in different ways. I know there's obviously like the standouts, you know, like the Hollowed Heart and shit, and Hammer Hall, I think it is, but. Um, yeah, there's just like a lot of variety in that book. It's just like it's a list writer's book, right? Yeah. Like if you if you just love it, sit there and write lists every smoko time. When yeah. you get home, you know, you want to bomb out for a minute, you just sit there and you write lists for a bit. That's it's like, like mentally masturbating over lists and what yeah. they can do like all the fucking time. Yeah, that that yeah. is that is that is your army. And as much as I love to do that, I just fucking hate the way the army looks on the table oh i hate it, it just completely kills it's, kills it's it not me. immersive to me at all it's like it's just a bunch of random bunch of random dudes slapped together, shut together that have yeah. no like oh what would you say no like there's no, no contrast across the army there's no there's no visual. theme like nothing no. seems, seems to tie them together like you see no. real pretty ones painted up so that they all work together, and that's mint. But like yeah. the average Joe, like me or you, is not going to be able to paint the army to actually like look cohesive. Mm. The it's best thing you could do is some boots. sort of like super unique, awesome basing job, but... or just contrast army it up. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> like yeah. I'm the, I'm the one now. <laughs> Notorious special, yeah, contrast army. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to have to do with my Realm Lords, unfortunately. But anyway, um, cool, man. So I don't even know what the fuck we talked about then. It wasn't really a topic at all. Um, so we got a couple of, I mean, I guess we briefly touched on Call to Arms. We both podiums. We went on a couple of podcasts. Tubby did more than I did, I think. Do you want to shout them out? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I did um, uh, Hayden's podcast, the Aethercast one. Um Oh yes, that was the quite cool. KO one. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Who's on that? Uh, Cron. Cron. Yeah. <clears throat> Lee Edwards, I think his last name is. Um, and then there was another guy, Max, I think. Um, but it was cool because they're all like KO players, you know. Like they're way more into the army than I am. Um, so like some of the chats and discussion that they brought up was actually like really cool because they knew so much about the book um so yeah i really enjoyed just ranting and going balls deep yeah 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 it was good it was good so i was on that and i was on rob's rob's show as well um but yeah it was sweet cool cool um yeah i guess we'll just leave it there (laughs) i don't know i feel bad because people have been asking me and messaging me like oh you got any tips and tricks i'm like yeah listen to my podcast so i'll do an episode on it (laughs) And of course, this was like two months ago, and then that bitch COVID came back and fucked it all up. So, and now I can't be fucked because it's old news and it's so long ago. So, sorry guys, I flat out lied to you, I guess. 
Um, yeah, so we've got some events coming up, which is cool. Which is cool. I'm, I guess we'll just go in date order. So um, I'm running one, just called Level One Hammer. Uh, it's just a 2K, two day, five round uh, AOS match play. Nothing nothing overly cute in there, I think. Just, gonna, we're tr- trying the realm rules, so we're going to try that out. I like it. Um, I think we should we should try them at least. Yeah, yeah. So I was talking to a friend that are showing Mitchell because uh, we were playing a game, and he was keen on him. And I think the general approach of the AOS community is we'll give something a go at least once. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, like, like the last round rules, everyone was like, uh, and people were like, well, give it a go and play with it. And then you get like, you know, abusive combos coming out of them. Like, I don't know, the world's biggest event and having like Zinch <laughs> and Horrors just come back with like Emerald Life Swarm or whatever it's called. And then um, our boy Jim, Jimmy winning, you know, the world's biggest tournament. That was great. Um, I don't know if that was the reason why, but I think that <laughs> definitely helped him. So, yeah. And the realm rules from what I've seen have, are far more refined as well. Yeah, and which... it's it's so much more chill to just pull out in your casual game now. It's like, roll a d6, whoever rolls highest picks the realm. Like, if you've played your list a couple times, you're like, oh, that realm works cool, so I'll pick that realm. Mm-hmm. What it, whatever it be. <clears throat> so, like, it's not, it's not like, what realm do you want to play? I don't know. Roll one, blah, 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 blah. It's just, have a quick roll off, pick a realm. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And that was exactly what me and Mitch did. We rolled off for play A, play B sort of thing. And then we did roll off a realm. I won it. And I was like, I've got Geminids and Spell Portal. So I'm going to pick. Um, the one with the unlimited Spell Portal range, right? Yeah. What is, is that? I can't is that yeah, that's in? the dark one. I want to say yeah. dark realm, but that's <laughs> absolutely incorrect. Shadow realm of shadow. shadow. Jesus. Do I even play this game anymore? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. So, yeah, so that's what I picked, and that was simply for that reason. And you get like a once per game teleport in there for a command ability. Um, and yeah, it's it was it was fine. It was like, and that was it. And we had a game, and it was cool. Like it wasn't all just fucking around with. Okay, now I'll pick the realmscape feature, and okay, one of them is nothing, and one of them is completely like cancerous. So yeah, you know. Um, so I figured we'd just give it a go, you know, in a in a sort of in a match play setting. You know, I want the event to be fairly relaxed. Um, I want it to be more of like a, a hangout with the with your hammer mates that you probably haven't seen a whole lot, um, you know, because of COVID and shit like that. Because I've there's one thing I've learned this year from the game. It's that my enjoyment is really driven out of the social interaction, which yeah. Is an extremely obvious thing to say, but like I've never been a painter, nor have I ever said that I'm really a painter. I've always said like I'm a gamer and a player because I enjoy strategy and I enjoy interactions with my opponents. But like you can still write lists, you can still sit at home and do like tactics on your tabletop if you want, you know, like measurements and move shit around just to see if it works, which I never did because my desire and happiness from the hobby is so well, not solely, but the majority of it appears to be driven out of the interaction and hanging out with the mates. And that was, and that's why I'm wanting to run this event because I'm wanting to get people back together 
who you might have not seen, you know, once or twice this year when previously we might have seen him like a dozen times, um, sort of thing. So I'm looking, I'm very much looking forward to that. And it was such a de- uh, like a buzzkill because we had quarter arms and then we had team wars the following weekend. So we had back to back and then COVID cancelled team wars. Yeah, and, and everyone at quarter arms like was like, "Hey, you know if you're like 100 percent keen." to do two back-to-back, right? And then I think by the time everyone finished the first one, they're like, fuck yes, so ready for the next tournament. Yeah, man. And, like, a lot of people are like, hey, we're not going to have a big night tonight because next week we're all going to catch up. So it was like, you know, we were like, who wants to come back and do beers and pizza or whatever? And we got, like, a half dozen lads come back to to my place. And we had drinks and catch up, and it was good. You know, and Ben was up from Christchurch. Yeah, man, we met Ben out of nowhere. Uh, That was sick. Just like, yeah, I've been in Wellington for like months. I'm like, cool, dude. You know, <laughs> you message me every day about that fucking skink thing, but you didn't message me once about catching up for a beer. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. He just sort of like crept up to my table and he was like, hey, Tubbs. And I turned around and was like, who the fuck's this guy? Hey, yeah. man. Ruddy, ruddy, rah. I'm Ben. Oh, wait. What? Huh? What the fuck? Sweet. Come for a beer. Um, he was a good guy. He was mate. Yeah, sh- shout out to Ben. Um, big fan of Ben. So, yeah, and everyone, and everyone was just like, yeah, no, nah, we'll do it next weekend, man. We'll catch you next weekend. That's when we'll have the blind. It's like, cool, cool, cool. So we'll be sensible adults this week, and then we'll get rat-faced the following week. And then obviously that didn't happen. So um, that's a shame. So that's why I'm wanting to run uh, this event, just to get people back into it. And I talked to a lot of our mates, and they seem to be in similar sort of situations. You know, they still like the hobby, um, but I think it really is the whole, you know, you go to your first event because you want to play the game. So you go for the tournament itself, but then you keep coming back for the friends you make along the way and shit like that. Um, and that's what I'm wanting to do. I'm wanting to get the boys and the local player base excited and get them out yeah, for a day, definitely. for a weekend of gaming and hope everyone has a good time and the rest of it. Um, so... When is it? I don't even know when it is, man. Jesus. Uh, is it, it's the 31st it's of October. 31st? Yeah, 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 yeah. 31st of the 1st. So if you're in Wellington, it's an upper hut. Um, it's at a school, so we can't drink at the school for obvious reasons. Um, but, you know, it'll be there's a bar in the corner, so maybe dinner and drinks afterwards or something like that. Um, come along. It's really cheap. It's 30 bucks sort of for the weekend. Uh, the reason is because obviously in this COVID world that we live in, shit can change quite quickly. So I'm making it a no frills event. Um, so it's literally just the cost is really covering off the venue and any trophies. Um, but there won't be any sort of spot prizes and stuff like that, unfortunately, because I want to be able to refund people as much money as possibly can if yeah. it changes at short notice. That's sensible. Um, and I mean, it's also kind of hard to get people. And we know, like, we've got friends. And I mean, your income was affected due to COVID as well. I mean, it's fine now from what I understand. But, you know, it's kind of hard to tell people to come to this like luxury hobby and then to give you, you know, maybe 50, 60, 70 bucks or well, not $70, but, you know, 50, 60 bucks for an event when their income's been affected and and the rest of it. So, yeah, just a chill weekend of gaming. It will count for rankings because we need to get some tournaments going, boys, for Masters next year. But... Otherwise, Man, I, don't, I don't want it to be too Nick Betty. <clears throat> I'm just keen. I get to play Lee first game up. It's going to be awesome. That's right. You guys are grudging, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's that. And then we've got uh, MorningCon coming up as well. So I don't know if I need to shout out MorningCon, but 
Mitch asked me to do it, so I'll do it anyway. Um, it is a one-day event on the 21st of November, um, and it's doubles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So two players on a table? Four or players on a table. Uh, four players on a table? Yeah, sorry. Two yeah. two players on a side of the table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. That's going to be... He's got some sick rules in that pack. I think that's... um. <laughs> that's um, real Mitch. It's a real Mitch touch. Yeah, it's... It's uh, marketed as, like, a fluffy tournament. Is, is that the right word? I don't know. Yeah. Like, no I don't know if it's a narrative. I think it's... I'd almost just call it, a, like, a Bantz tournament, to be honest. Like, yeah. you know, there's rules in there... If, what your models aren't completely painted you get reroll hits or something and stuff like that which is cool uh doesn't count for rankings uh the winner of the tournament is like whoever gets the most sports or something like that i don't know i should oh, really? read the pack i don't know really. like i should really not record myself and say something about someone else's event when i don't actually know i, I just like- <laughs> i just saw an event coming up and i was like fuck you i'll go to that it's been a while so i don't really know i mean he I did like- try to tell me but i didn't really listen there's a rule in there like you can't talk to your teammate oh un- yeah unless it's like written down or something and it takes a turn for your message to get to your teammate yeah and if you can go the whole game without breaking that you get like a major wins worth of points like heaps of points yeah yeah so there's a bunch of like ways to get bonus points and it's it's really not meant to be serious at all um and I haven't really spoken to anyone else, but hopefully they will take it in about the same, you know, the same light and everyone's on the same page. Um, I think he's trying to do more, like, even more of what I'm trying to do. Um, but he's yeah, just done it one day and he's sort of written a pack to sort of cater for that as well. Whereas mine's still, if you want to be competitive, you can come along, that's fine. Um, no issue with that, not trying to shame anyone, but it's more about sort of an excuse to get out and, like, have a fun time with the boys for a weekend. Mm. Um, so we can his, drink at Mitch's event too, right? Yeah, it's also an earthquake prone building, so whatever. Um, yeah, it's like a really <laughs> old fucking yeah. <laughs> all good, no yeah, worries. Lots of people use it all the time, um, so it's got its own like kitchen and stuff like that. It's not catered, but there's stuff there. I think last time he was handing out like cans of tui or something, which was just going down real slow. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> it's so, dog piss yeah. our international listeners it's like it's like Australia's Fosters maybe and it's like America's Bud Light um, I don't know I don't know what a British beer is they're all crap anyway um, you know, depressing and whingy like their people uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> no, I just felt like I had to make a joke there. I don't have anything against the British they're fine um what are you? Of. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, so, I'm trying to bail he... you out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's got 14 teams signed up, so that's 28 people, and I think they can hold up to 32. I think they can go 16 teams, is what he was saying. So he wanted me to promote it, but I think he's done a fine job of it himself. I mean, it's almost sold out. Um, oh, and just on numbers, I think my event or our event, maybe I'll just coax you into helping me out, Toby. Yeah, I think it's like 17 or 18 people. Um, it, can go up to about 32 i think but i'd rather not just for comfort reasons and plus i'd need to find all that terrain and all the mats so Keep um, 
Yeah, I'll be asking. I'll be hitting up people who I know who have met some terrain. Because you're playing no. too, right? I intend to, but if yeah, yeah. you know, if it's not like if there's a dropout or or whatever. Yeah, if exactly. Yeah, if it's uneven and I don't get like a spear player, and I probably won't look too hard for a spear player, um, then I'll just pull. I'm not too fussed to be honest. Again, it's more, you know, I wanted to do well at called arms, and I wanted to do well at team wars because that was my mindset, but. Yeah. This is literally just like I'm. All, I just want to. I think I might just run Scarbrand because I'm gonna be fuck painting the Realm Lords, and I love Scarbrand because Scarbrand fucks hard. Um, <laughs> expert fucker that guy is. So yeah. Uh, anything I'm else? Gonna do the same thing, bro. Sorry, I'm just gonna run this like Skyborn Slayers list and just <laughs> shove it in Lee's face and have like a 30 minute game and then yeah. go to the pub or something. You guys can go have breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, another fun thing about what's it called? MorningCon. That's it. Yeah, which that's is it. A, is it seven fifty per person? So it's fifteen hundred um, total per team, which I think is good because doubles, from what I understand, takes a lot longer than just singles. Fucking and yes. it's, it's three rounds, so. I think he sort of realized, him and Tom, sorry, because Tom's helping out, or Tom co-runs it, I don't know, I should give them both credit. Um, I think he's realized that actually team takes a little longer, so let's just keep it, you know, we want to keep it three rounds because people get a bit shitty and tired after three rounds. Um, so let's just reduce it to 750 points. Uh, no no named characters, though, which is pretty crap. Yeah, um, I know. I I'm real sad, So... <laughs> I can't take Scarbrand, which makes me sad. There's the anvils of apotheosis characters that like Oh yes. yes. Make your own ones. So like I got real excited about that. I was sort of hoping that people just take lots of big characters. And yeah. I'm pretty keen to just run heaps of those like you know those mighty lord of corn guys on foot? Yeah. And just try like five up insta kill people's characters and just scream <laughs> take it off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that'd be a good time. It would be heaps and heaps of fun. The reality splitting hex, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just take like three of them and just yeet them. Isn't that Corgus cool? Isn't he's a named character, or is there yeah, just a non-named version? There's a non-named version, but like, I'd be keen to take Corgus Cull as well. But no one ever runs those two models, so no one knew the answer yeah. to that question. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, it's. I think that's enough about MorningCon, unless there's anything you wanted to add. But yeah, completely different event. Really cool. That's what Mitch and Tom like to do. Um, and I think we need a handful of those events a year, probably. Um, I think I don't, I don't do them because I don't have right. the imagination to, is the thing. Like, you know, I don't... It's... I don't know. I've got as much imagination as I do tone in my voice. So... Yeah. Well, like... <clears throat> I don't know. I enjoy the competitive events. But if there's like a meme one like that popping up from time to time, I'll totally give it a give it a jam. Yeah. Like yeah. It's the yeah. best beers and fucking regret your life weekend is sort of how I see it. It's just like beer and pretzel games, I think is the term that people use for like board games where you just give it to your mates, you know, and have snacks and drink beer and you don't really take it too seriously. Or you just yeah. have a good time. I think that's sort of the phrase, I don't know. I'm not yeah, I'm just going to stop talking about that. Um, we should probably shout out the other events around as well, because there is quite a few events popping up all over the place. 
Um, and I'm sorry if you hear a funny noise on my microphone. My cat just jumped up on my desk and she's like orgasming. Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah, orgasming all over, my, um, all over my compressor, which sits on my desk with my airbrush. So she's like headbutting it and purring and dribbling like a dirty cat hoe, I guess. Which cat? Uh, Betty cat. So you were real embarrassed when Pat's got up on your um, your interview with Rob. I don't remember that, bro. I haven't watched it back. <laughs> like, what's the name, Pats? Because it likes Pats. Yeah. <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> Can we stop? <laughs> um, yeah, so we shout out the other lads events. So there is... Um, I know Hayden's doing one in Auckland. I just don't know what it's called. Um, um, I don't know what it's called either. But start of November was when he was aiming for. Yeah, I think there's a bunch of them because I know there's a Christchurch one as well, which I'm frantically trying to find. Um, there but... was just a Christchurch one as well um, that happened the other weekend. That Cam won. Yeah. Seraphon. But he did he win or he didn't win or he no he didn't get a trophy. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened there, but yeah, I know he, Cam well, won. There's no trophies or something. I don't know. Yeah, is it Victor? Is is that his name? Come second with um. Tempest Eye, maybe cities for sure, and then Ben comes third with Seraphon again. Cool, cool. Good on him. Good on the lads. Yeah, I saw Cam posting all over the weekend about um, his like you know, Freno day one and so on. Um, Age of Sigma just means war. Hobby Master Auckland, uh, Saturday December fifth to Sunday December sixth. Check it out, Auckland people. Um, so it's at Hobby Master, which is owned by Andrew. Is that Andrew, Andy? Yeah, yeah. He's um, got a sweet setup in there by the sounds of it. I haven't been. But <clears throat> I might have a look at flights. Yeah, it's a hobby store with um, tables, which is pretty rare in this country. Because most hobby stores in this country are just like a, stockers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you probably get the Hamilton guys going up as well. You probably get like Tim and James. I don't know if, if uh, Shorts will be out there. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I know he's a busy man at the moment so that'd be good i did actually have a look at flights um it's december maybe i'll look at him again and i think you could get they're a, super cheap at the mo yeah i think you could get about 160 return and i think you could fly in saturday morning even yeah yeah that's because totally, there's one in wellington that leaves at like 6 a.m and it gets in about seven or quarter past seven so i don't know maybe i have a look at it maybe i'll try see if that's right with the other half but i do forget that i'm getting married in like a little over a year and i'm, <laughs> and I'm not meant to be spending, spending any money. all the money yeah yeah like when the realm lords came out i was like cool there's like 900 bucks and she's like what and i'm like yep <laughs> <laughs> i'll i'll make my bed <laughs> yeah yeah so so that was a good time um i guess we'll oh in this Christchurch event i couldn't find the details of it sorry I would struggle to find Christchurch to sh- ones, to be honest. Yeah. Um, actually, what if I just go on their Christchurch page? Yeah, I'd love it if just, they like, put fill some air, maybe, there. and I'll just quickly look this up? Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, we did start this whole podcast with the intent of, like, promoting promoting New Zealand hobby and, like, shining the spotlight, I think the intro says, on the NZ hobby um, and games because, you know, we're a bunch of cool cunts down here. No surrender. 
the tw- no, that was last week. That yeah, was that, the one that Cam that won. sounds like the one that that Cam won. That's the first one he's won. Super pumped, Cam. <laughs> Good on him, Cam. <laughs> he he put up with that terrible book for so long, and now it is terrible in a different way. So like, congrats, Cam. Yeah, to be fair to him, he's got a lovely looking Seraphon army, and he's had it and he's been playing it as you said for like four years, maybe. Yeah, um, just getting pumped and whinging about how awful it is. So I'm glad it's. While I really don't like the book, I'm glad that it's like amazing. So he can have his five minutes of thunder. Yeah, I like I like it when people get their day in the sun. Yeah, know? yeah, I like it's it totally when a, fair, man. When a book goes from being, you know, shit to decent, you know, as long as it's not, as long as it gets addressed sort of within six months or whatever, you know, because yeah. everything new that comes out is like broken. Uh, it's and, just it's just AOS, right? Like. The yeah, longer you we play this fucking honest. game, the less yeah. you stress about the latest army being like cooked as fuck. Because the longer you played this game, the more ridiculous armies you've seen come and go. Like Tomb Kings was the most ridiculous bent army of all time when mm-hmm. I first started playing the game, and now they're not even in the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, there's been several sort of swings as to powerful armies and shit like that. And you're right, like. You know, it's just sort of the way it is. And the longer I've been involved in this hobby, you know, the less I get pissy about it. Because, I mean, also in, in New Zealand, I guess we're lucky because we have quite an internal meta and we're sort of sheltered from the global stage yeah. because we have, the, you know, we have the lower player base. Uh, we have the higher cost of models than anywhere else in the world. Uh, and right now it feels like they're really not shipping out to Australasia in general because they're like selling out quite quickly. Um, and there's just not, there's like, there is a couple of people in the hobby that will just go out and buy like a brand new army on a whim with like everything in it, Rohan. Um, but they're not, they're not like, you know, overly common and also the transition from fantasy to sigma was massive in this country and cold like all but four players you know shout out to like tim and dan and jono i guess um i don't know if jono did play beforehand i'm not entirely sure um so there's not a lot of like historical old armies lying around is what i'm saying from like active players yeah you know, so it's the not like these people all pretty, have like yeah. massive stocks of these armies. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is nice. Like I don't know. It's there's like an actual production meta that it needs to go in. So like, right, that, that is actually it. That's all I should have just said. There's a production meta, and it takes you three to six months for the most keen hobbyists around here to get the newest army up and running. Yeah, but like you know that realistically, when a book drops, unless somebody had already been playing the army, it's probably going to get its two week FAQ before somebody can come out and just like punch dicks with its awfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, unless and it's I mean, Zench or like Zench is so fucking popular in New Zealand, it's ridiculous. Yeah, unless Zinch it's is, something like that. Zench is also like a second generation book if that's an appropriate term it's already had an aos release and now it's had a second book in aos so there's not many armies that have had actually there's quite a few now that i think about it eh? you got yeah. five slayers at two books 
Um, Corn said three books. Stormcast have had four books because they ultimate extremist chamber. Uh, what, what else? Have, have you even seen that book? Like it always pops up. I don't even know what it is. Like what's that? The extremist book. Yeah, that was like all the Dracoffs and Star Trek's when they came out. Was it ever actually playable? Like in a match play scenario? Uh, just had the rules for like the dragons, bro. That was. Oh. And that's it. <laughs> sweet book. Yeah, I think they had they had like the lightning echelon and thunder wave echelon and stuff like that, like the battalions in there. But they were completely different from what they are now. There wasn't it wasn't a points book. It was one of those books before they had points. So yeah, well, I think that it was just like here's a new release, here's a supplement, almost sort of thing. So, but yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, Sylvanus, a second generation book, but that's crap, you know. Mm. Um, I think the majority of the books have. I think the only ones that haven't is like Nurgle, Death, Doc, Gits. Yeah, and then I, all the new the new ones like Idenef hasn't. Yeah, but Doc and Idenef aren't too far apart, man. Nah, nah. Release schedule, and I think there's probably going to be a new one given that new Doc book box set coming out. That's normally, you know, when they release these box sets, it's almost like a a warning sign that there'll be a new book in the next six months or so. Yeah, yeah. Like I you had the Corn and Slanesh one, right? That whatever it was, Realms of Chaos or whatever they called that. I don't know what it was called. Yeah. And then yeah, Corn came out, then Slanesh came out. Um Gits and Sylvanef one, or was that already um, was the Gits book already I out think at that Gits point? Book was already out at that point. Yeah, because yeah. Gits book came out like Cancon time. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to that shit army. Um, it's so bad right now. I really want to play them, and then I start thinking about writing lists, and I'm like, and I like, oh, I want models. to finish games. And then, nah, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, they uh, need book way more than Doc does. Hmm. So, I guess because we really don't have a topic, so what do you think is the <laughs> what's your your top five most powerful books at the moment? Then in this world where we're not playing many games, um. You know, because uh, so, I played the Realm Wars recently, and I got something to say about them in a bit. But I want to hear what you say. So I think best book in the game right now is Seraphon. But I think the best book in the game, if you're not any way capable, is Fire Slayers. Still, that book is just so dumb, <laughs> um, in a good way. Yeah, um, Seraphon, Fire Slayers, Ideneth. Ideneth has been so good for so long. Zench, and then Ko. I guess, yeah. Seraphon, Fire Slayers, Zench, Ko, and Ideneth. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Your top two then: Seraphon and Fire Slayers. Which... Yeah. Fire Slayers might be a bit of a shock to people, but why do you think Fire Slayers is so good? Man, what are you or doing? Or why are they so good? Like, how do you... The Fire Slayers are just so one-dimensionally amazing. You, yeah, they really are. Literally, all you've got to do is just stay in your bubbles and push them push them around, and yeah. it's like GG. you got to get on the objectives. Yeah, but, like, you can realistically be stupidly low drops with them. You've got like a, a deep strike way to get your big blocks of dickheads in there. Mm-hmm. And this game, this new GHB just loves battle line. 
and it loves Absolutely. monsters. And like the whole army is just battle line. <clears throat> and it's all actually invincible. And it normally probably has at least one monster behemoth kicking around. So they've also squished the objectives together, this GHB. Like they're not yeah. as spread out as oh, they right. used to be. So it's even better for Fire Slayers. I think the book, like, they've got Always Strikes First. Like, when the Activation Wars was the be-all and all, this book just, like, never got toned down after it, like all the other ones seem to have. Like, you just spend a CP and you fight first, and then you fight again. Always. <laughs> and the way that they've rolled it, like, you can't even make them fight last, because then they just choose to fight first. <clears throat> you have to have an actual fight first to fight first before their fight first, you know? Like, and it's just on a block of battle line dickheads. It's not on, like, only turn three for INF or only if you've charged or you're a demon prince or fucking whatever. You just spend it on any model in your army and it's cool. For one CP. Super good. Yeah, yeah it is good, man. It is good. And I hate to be... um. Johnny fucking carried a line of the internet of shoot the heroes off. Um, but I would say that's probably one of their vulnerabilities. Um, yeah, totally. You know, I, I hate that just shoot the heroes because it's, you know, situations are situational. So, yeah, <laughs> like sometimes you can't. Uh, I think for, the heroes for example, so... I took like my shit cast to um, <laughs> shit cast. <laughs> oh, they were at the time, man. I was trying to do something with that army that it wasn't capable of doing to CanCon. Last game gone four two, um, and I played three fire slayers armies, and I smoked one. I tactically got a minor on the other one, and like um, knife to the heart or whatever it's called, because I didn't want to run in and have him smash me. Um, and then in the third one, shifting objectives, I lost because he had a prayer, which I think is a something of the army that even spoke about, which I think is abusive the same as corn and stormcast because you can't interact with prayers with the wall yeah and corn have four up prayers which is a bit shit um like but they have up. <laughs> Fire yeah, slayers. <laughs> they have a way to re-roll them you know with a shrine stormcast yeah. have three up prayers or four up prayers but no re-rolls uh fire slayers have like three two up prayers and a re-roll i don't know like is yeah that... i think it's i think it's two up if you're near the pizza oven or something yeah and then you blow it up once per once per game and maybe yeah. you get a re-roller on it or something i'm definitely wrong it, it about that you, somewhere but they just fucking go off you know amount of bus i know what you're saying um and it's just so like uninteractive which is good if you're coming from a competitive sense because you want your abilities and this is how james page wants everything he goes to because he builds lists and armies where he minimizes risks and the reliance on dice rolling so you know he'll turn up with a death army that has plus seven to cast so he gets all the spells off yeah you know, so people plays... can't interact with what you want to do yeah so he's like this is what i do and i mean it's just a good war gaming strategy in general mm. so if you have an army that has that relies on prayers for their buffs like corn and um, fire slayers do your opponent can't interact they can't stop them they're hoping that you fail a dice roll and that's what happened with me with my fed Fire player at CanCon is the guy um, rolled the magma wall and he put all his heroes by it because I was quickly killing his units and removing his buffs because they rely on the heroes being nearby. Yeah. And then he shoved three heroes right on this wall and I couldn't, I had no line of sight because I had to shoot an army. 
and um, and then he used the prayer where it's like it, he doesn't even have to roll to see if it stays around or some shit. And I was like, cool, this is this yeah. is a hard counter. Like I was a hard counter to him, but then he just had this like he had a, a safety net to his hard counter, which was awesome for him. It's crap for me. Good play on his part though. Can't take it away. Playing from him. realms too. Like there's a whole realm where everything's overgrown. Yes, it's death or like, shadow or whatever we decided it was. Dark realm. I don't. Yeah, can't one remember. of one of D six. Uh-huh. Get, get that off. Put your your wall adjacent to it, so you make a little like ninety degree angle or something. Mm. And like you're never shooting those heroes, and they're so resilient to to spells as well. Yes. Minus yeah. one to wounds. Everything's got a four up spell save. And for all wound saves, them, then you're fine. Mm. Like I think a Luminef army would would pretty well eat up a Fire Slayer's army, to be honest. Um, I think yeah, because they 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 can just they can actually kill the heroes without having to worry about their minus to wound bubble. Yeah, and, and they've and just minus sight blocking. Like they just fucking pupe them off. Teclas doesn't got... do fuck all against them though. No, uh, I think his his mm. Serene whatever it is his AOE bomb would just. Yep. Smash the heroes. No, because and they got a four up shrug from the, the heroes. Spells thing. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All on of them spells. Do. Yeah, it's an no, artifact. And then yeah. I don't think most of them have a mortal wound save, but no, I don't think they have an after save at all. I just didn't realize yeah. that a spell save. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cooked. But there's a lot of like chip mortal wounds in, in Illuminate Army, like the Light of Ophirium. If you've got them, you probably won't run them, but he just has a a ranged ability and it's or shooting ability so it's not a missile attack it's an ability so he can run and do it and it's like an 18 inch pick a unit with an 18 on a one nothing happens on a two to four it's d3 on a five plus it's d6 mortals mm-hmm. yeah and so he moves six so it's a 24 inch threat range then you can tack on a run to it because it's an ability it doesn't have a missile profile so it's just like yeah cool for no reason i'm just gonna pop this off you know Here's a totally fine character to just actually just be a 200 point. I fight you guy. I would absolutely be taking him if I needed something like in place of a unit to fight things with. Like he's more resilient than the units with no, no nonsense going on. Just self-sufficient. Just leave him to do his fucking jam. He's, um, he's a good sort dude. Like from, the use I've had out of them, the minimal use, wasn't overly successful. But I think there's a little leaks in there. I just, I think you know, Realm Lords players are going to be scrambling for points, and he's probably just an easy sacrifice. Um, but I think he, oh, I wouldn't go as far as a mini God Trick because I think God Trick is just nuts. But I think he does uh, have God some playability because he's so fucking expensive. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's so slow and he's so expensive. Yes. I think that's is true. Yeah. It's just absolutely not competitive, Gotrick, in my opinion. But if he gets into an army, then it's just he makes a mess of it. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's I mean, I know, I know you just like ran away from him and shot him the whole time. So when you played him at Court of Arms, but not everyone can do that. No, no. But no, no. I know what you're saying, because I did the same thing when I played Market Valleycon. It was just literally me shuffling back five inches a turn and shooting him and him moving, you know, four to six inches towards me, <laughs> you know, depending, well, depending on his run rolls and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah. You can play around him. Um, but if he gets, if you, if someone lets you 
lets him get into combat then he just makes it fucking he fucks hard too bro yeah um not as hard as scarbrand but scarbrand fucks, fucks hard. the hardest oh uh, i mean Godric gets a fight twice and scarbrand can with reapers so but scarbrand should guarantee that 32 leaps. mortal wounds a turn so if he's fighting twice it is so yeah because Scarbrand fucks harder. <laughs> it's going to be my new measurement scale. How, how hard does it fuck on a chart to Scarbrand, the most fuckiest unit in the game, to a Liberator? You know, that will be the scale, the fuck scale. Um, Seraphon, what do you think Seraphon's the best? Man, that, that book is like, it's not just <clears throat> really underpointed, it's it's also really powerful in its abilities and its way it can layer buffs on top of things and just be so resource heavy but have the ability to generate so much resource like it's just it's just got everything in the book which is fine it's not the only book that has that going on but they're so cheap (laughs) it's like how have you got all these things like why we were, I was listening to Rob the other day talking and um like Ripodactyls are like eighty points or seventy points or something and it's like a twelve wound unit with like a sixteen inch move or a fourteen inch move that flies that fucks okay in combat way better than it should for eighty points, you know? And you're like, what? And then skinks are like same thing, like sixty, seventy points, whatever they are, and you get their saves right up. You pump their damage right up, shooting and combat. Like before, you even start fucking around with things like croak and salamanders. Like the amount of synergy and the way you can just ramp that army up is ridiculous. And how much you can get in is just so silly. As well as having so many models on the board. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. your battle line is so good. I've always been a, a massive lover of having great battle line, but yeah, that army's got awesome battle line. Real good. Yeah, real economical units, but it sounds like that. But yeah. Uh, like, uh, full disclosure, I haven't, I know, I've known for the better part of this year that Seraphon um, fuck some amount because the internet has told me so. I just haven't bothered to read into it because the army just doesn't really interest me, to be honest. Like, I like the idea of it. I just don't like how they've created it, like, visually on the tabletop. Um, so it hasn't really, like, hasn't tickled my bean, so I haven't really looked into it. Um, and I've only played against it once, and that was against um, Cam. It was against our friend Cam. And he... BTS, did you? Yeah, I beat him. Um, so, that was fun. I think that was the first time I played it, too. Yeah, and I had him. Sally's come over and shot me, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I've heard about these guys. Shooting's pretty good, whatever. Yeah. And then they charged into me, and they did just as much damage, and I was like... What these it's skyfires all over again? <laughs> like these are yeah, and it's super reliable. Skyfires. It's like it's it's all rerolls or some shit, isn't it? Yeah, so, the whole thing was like twos. Like, and yeah, going like, back to yeah. us talking about like you having a plan and being able to execute that plan within the game. You know um, how we talked about before, like casting and James Page and stuff like that. Um, having rerolls on all your guys obviously makes them so much more reliable inconsistent and it's obviously just really really good so 
Yeah, that's that's one way to get out of it. I just played it with my corn, and I just sort of zoned out space because half of his army was off the board, and then he, you know, he had to bring mine in there. And he shoot like twelve inches or something, which I was yeah, surprised about. It's not fair. Discovering just went over and fucked his army, and it was good. Um, he cast Bellwind with Croak on an eight next to uh, the skulls, Hex Scorcher skulls, so that was cool. So Croak oh, forgot that it. spell and took Mortal Wounds. <laughs> but yeah, so that's been my only experience firsthand with Seraphon. Um, I know they're good because Dan Streets brought a whole army of them, so that's you know, going by the armies that Dan collects, it's um, I assume it's a really good army. That's right, uh, we'll never have to play it, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> love you Dan um, yeah and I, I would agree with that dude so what I don't know I'm trying to run with this line of question but I just don't know what to ask yeah? so what is is there a, an army that consistently performs well against the meta then and defining meta is extremely hard and depends on where you live in the world as well so yeah like, is there an army that sort of pulls against meta armies? Do you know, or is that yeah, a shit like, question? I, or I don't, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> like, I don't know if this is always so good, man. Yeah, actually, that's the like, obvious one. I, I don't, I don't know, know if this always like good. just the ultimate man. If you bought Ardenf when it come out, <clears throat> and you love that army, and you just want to play that army, you must have just been four running five owing since the book dropped. Like, it has just at no point gotten worse. Fallen out of the meta, nothing. It's it's just it's the never the. Not been relevant. What's that? It's never not been relevant. You know. Yeah, well, it's it's like I've never played an Idenf army at one point. Sorry, I've never played an Idenf army at any point and gone, oh, Idenf, sweet, it's going to be easy, um, because everyone knows what the Idenf army is. It's as many eels as you can get in, whether it's twenty seven or twenty four or twenty one or whatever it is. There may be some like shadow warriors to grab objectives at the back. Yeah, um, I think. And then the only the only like variable in the army is like, is it big blobs? So is it like twelve, you know, twelve and nine or whatever, or nines and sixes, or is it like MSU style? So yeah, I think like if they keep the core mechanics of the book the same when they get their new book, they're still always going to be like super good. It's I talked about something like this on that KO podcast is that like <clears throat> when I looked at the KO book, I went, oh, there's not that much synergy, <clears throat> but realistically there was a shitload of synergy in that book. It's just not where you thought you were supposed to look at it. Like the synergy affected core mechanics of the game that wasn't the shooting or combat phase, you know? like the book played so well into the movement phase and had ways to debuff it and buff it more than any other book I've found in the game mm -hmm. that that was their synergy. So it didn't make sense at first, but like, yeah, the, it's not the typical way that you look for synergy in a book. And I think I never had that same thing. Like their mobility is insane. The whole army flies at almost like 14 inches it's yeah. so good into shooting. So it's a super fast combat army that's great into shooting. Like, hello? <laughs> yeah, Again, it, it dominates movement phase, which is obviously a good way to counter shooting as well as if you can close distances between your units and your enemy's units. So. Yeah, 
and with the tide mechanic it's so good into combat armies as well like if i i think if they just leave those three mechanics one that eels fly and move so fast two that you have to shoot the closest unit and that three you can fight first once per game like if you keep all those three mechanics the book is going to be fucking amazing until the day they change one of the three it doesn't matter what they do to the soul scryer or vaulty or fucking whatever uh-huh. those three core mechanics are so are so strong but yeah it, it's i can't see it dropping down even if they rewrite the book make eels a bit worse make the thralls better make it so you can't stack vaulty's command ability mm-hmm. it's yeah i think yeah it's always going to be good Stacking Volte's command really is so stupid, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like it funny how you can still stack some command abilities but not others. Um, because I, I realize it's once per game, but like if you're getting plus three attacks per eel for each command point you spend and the multiple damage, like yeah, the way that. that multiplies is so ridiculous. Like adding extra attacks to anything with multiple damage is ridiculous. Yeah, it means the way it scales, but two attack spears go to five attacks. Then is that trees and trees? I should notice because I played him for a good little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if so you're the... in like if you're in one of them, you get to reroll once or something like that, or yeah. The, but know. like the spears two damage and the tail or the body yeah, is d three damage. Yeah, and so you got an extra nine jaws attacks. one attack, and then yeah, that goes to four attacks, and I think that's the. Uh, Excuse me, I think that's a D3 damage one, and then you've got the other one that's D3 attacks, and it's like no rend. But it's just volume, because if you have six dudes and you pop it three times, you're amplifying the stat line by, what's that, 18 attacks? And then you've got to times that by three again, because you've got three yeah, yeah. attack profiles. Yeah, so like... So you go to, what is that, 36, 54? Is that 54, right? 54, yeah. And then you've got multiple damage linked in there too. Yeah. So you're just scaling that up again. But that's, isn't that just a game these days? It's just like, what yeah. abusive combo can I put together and perform before my opponent does it? It's always been the game, though, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just been more obvious recently because, I mean, when it's we were playing... It's easier to it, do. It's easier it's to do It's more now. accessible as well, dude. Like, yeah. when we were playing in the virgin days of AOS and there was, you know, AOS drops and then there's a Stormcast book and a Bloodbound book, and then there's like a random Seraphon book, and an Ever Chosen book, and then there's nothing for a bit, and Fire Slayers, but they're super expensive, like in money, because what, like five dudes was like 120 bucks or something? Yeah. Or you just get like five Volkites for $110 in New Zealand. Yeah. And, and they're, they're like, why don't anybody play this army? And you're like, yeah. well, is it 60 points for uh, 110 bucks for 60 points worth of dudes? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and I'd rather cut my feet off, man. Yeah, and then when the storm, uh, sorry, and then when the start collecting box came out for them, the magma drop was actually cheaper. That box was cheaper than the magma drop. The magma drop yeah. was like two forty, and the start collecting box was like one seventy. Yeah, which is just like what the fuck. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, GW prices are, are weird. Um, they are what they are. But and so what I'm saying is, it was less. You know, it was less of these books. It was a slower release cycle. That's for sure. Um, you know, last year was fucking chaotic. What was it, 12 books or something in, in a year, which is good, I guess. Um, this year has obviously been 
reduced due to like COVID and so on. So that's obviously well outside GW's control. Um, but it's been nice to sort of let the, the meta develop a bit, I guess, yeah. sit yeah. for a minute. Yeah, I'm about it. Because too. previously, I think really you just had Stormcast that could do these, you know, jank combos with like teleporting into people's faces and stuff like that. Whereas now everyone can just stack multiplier and multiplier and multiplier, you know, and it just, you know, and then you get shit on your dick and it's no good. Yeah, I think it's it's like the same thing that like battalions, uh, sorry, battalions kind of, yeah, and sub-factions are sort of just like funneling you into the best way to play an army so hard at the moment that it's so much easier for people to find find the things like that and i guess the internet too if you're if you're on twitter or whatever you're just going to find it instantly but i don't know back when i started there wasn't the sub factions or the battalions you just had to hunt through the books and through the war scrolls to find the combos and the more time you put into it the better list you're going to get in the end and you I don't know. I didn't have Twitter back then, or yeah. I don't know if it was a thing back then, but there wasn't any, didn't seem like there was an easy way to find the busted things. There, there was way busted things, but you just had to put a bit of effort into it. To be honest, and I think most of those podcasts for Europe were English-based. Um, yeah. I mean, that's how I got in the hobby, is listening to people like Black Sun and Face Hammer, <clears> who um, were like making you know, good content and so on, and talking about going away to on trips and playing games and i was like that sounds fucking fun it's too yeah you know um so shout out to those boys because if it wasn't for specifically those two podcasts and a couple others probably would have never taken the plunge um yeah but uh, you made a point there and then i started talking about facing around black sun and i've completely <laughs> lost what i was gonna say fuck no it's um, um like i think oh yeah battalions and like in the more sorry i was gonna rant about battalions and the more uh-huh. recent battalions have like extremely obvious combos that you were going to take anyway, and they just reward you for no fucking specific reason. Yeah. Like there's that Slanish one, which is just like take three heroes or whatever it is, three to six heroes. And then there's the Luminef one, which I think is a pretty egregious one, which is like take two Sentinels, which you're probably going to do anyway, and then take, you know, for every Sentinel, you know, take either Spears, you know, Wardens or um, Dawn Riders, and you're like, so you're telling me I can get all my battle line into one drop plus a hero that supports that battle line and fits a very specific like role with that battle line, and also the the battalion gives me like reroll once to say so if I'm next to each like if the units are close together, yeah like fuck that's an obvious yeah. good pick you know like, and it and you that's right you said something about like that forces you to play a certain way and it like sort of teaches you to play a certain way yeah and it's like that battalion is fucking amazing and there's nothing in Stormcast that is that cheap and accessible and is that good as well um i feel like gw is kind of just giving you a template now you know like they've given you a template it's almost like it's a test and for each sub faction there's a template and there's a correct way you fill out the template and there's an incorrect way you fill out the template that's another one yeah keep going sorry and like hitting me you know like if you fill it out the right way, you'll get the best list. And if you fill it out slightly off, like, I don't know, you got 90% on your test, you know, your army's just about as good as it could be. But it's... List, list building got a bit boring for me, and I think that's sort of when I lost a bit of keenness in the hobby. And it was kind of like during that COVID period. 
Um, maybe because there's no tournaments and whatnot. And I think I, yeah. I lost it a little bit before, before that. There's a but, lot of same same as well, you know, like yeah. not a lot of original ideas anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, what what I ended up doing was I ended up mixing it up and starting writing like, like I've been writing mixed chaos lists for ages now, and it's just like what I'm doing and thinking about all the time. Yeah. So I've been writing like mixed chaos some slaves of darkness that are real weird lists um mm-hmm. and it's sort of been like re-inspiring my like keenness to write lists and nerd out about the hobby but it's like doing off the wall things like if you play slaves of darkness and you put untamed beasts in the oh, i love dis- untamed beasts bro if you put them into spoilers they've got a 11 inch pre-game move how fucking dope is that? Like everybody's teleporting right now. You just put untamed beast, take a plague touched or something, go down to like two, three drops, and then just move thirty guys halfway up the board. <clears throat> so good. Just and quickly, then, is it force to force the hand or blades edge, the one where you remove the objectives where you start the objectives are like twelve inches away from each other or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think there's six then, of them right. Yeah, and they're like all in the middle. It's the one that you, me and you played. Yeah, we can literally like move from one objective to the other or run off it. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, even before the game, you can score almost all the objectives in that. And I don't have the measurements. Well, I don't. I yeah, don't have you the can't score, but there's like, <clears throat> unless they can, t- unless they can like fly, unless they're like eels or something. There's no way they can actually get back there. Yeah. Because you've just taken up half the board. Like you, if you're a nine inch. Sorry, if you're a nine inch away from their territory, like you're literally in their side of the board before you yeah. even start the game. Yeah. So I started fucking around with things like that. <clears throat> and then I started fucking around with like the Glockin spell can be cast onto any friendly unit, which is cool. And if you've looked into Chaos a lot, you'll you'll know that. A friendly coin- Nurgle unit or is it friendly? No, nah, just friendly or- unit. Just friendly friendly. units. So it can work on any any model in Chaos. And it's a plus one wound, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, plus one wound. So hmm. what you can do to help with that, because the Glockking doesn't cast well. He doesn't have any buffs, so you can't cast. No, it's crap. It's cast sevens or something, isn't it? Yeah. As you can put the blue scribes in your army. Uh-huh. And what that does is if a model casts a spell within range of the blue scribes on a four plus, you just learn that spell. So that's great. So that gives you it in two places. But where the Blue Scribes get is, gets even cooler is that when the Blue Scribes casts, instead of actually rolling dice to cast, you just roll a dice, and on a 2+, plus the spell's cast, and nobody can unbind it. Oh, yeah. So this is going back <laughs> so, to the, just, like, doing shit for the sake yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just going back to doing sure. shit, right? Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> the mixed chaos lists I've been fucking with lately are, like, you take the Glockkin... You take the blue scribes and you take like I think you can take thirty six untamed beasts in one unit. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So multiples of nine, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, be... yeah. So you pregame move them up the board, and then you hit them with the Glockkin spell, and you can keep recasting that on things like Marauders and stuff afterwards with the blue scribes, and people can't stop you, and you can literally just wrap people's armies with like seventy six odd. Nah, it's more than that. It's like 80-something wounds worth of Untamed Beasts on turn one. Yeah. Because, like, nobody wants to go... Nobody wants to take turn one anymore. 
for whatever whatever reason. So even though you're high drop, they're gonna be like, yeah, have first turn. <clears throat> Unless they're real smart and onto it and, and can see what you're about to do. But yeah, like it's sort of filling up the hordes. Yeah, but if you're playing mixed chaos or whatever, like people are just gonna look at your list the same way everyone looks at the cities of Sigma list and they're like, This is a mystery, I don't know what it does. I don't have time to work this out at a tournament. Yeah. Whatever you go pretty, first. Pretty correct. Yeah, you've got forty untamed beasts, look at you, dickhead, and then you wrap your army the army with like eighty wounds with the guys. Give away the double. Bellacore, some of their guys. Yeah, oh, Bellacore. There's there's so many cool things you can do. I think yeah. like what I've noticed is that the things like Slaves of Darkness, um, that Legion of Chaos Ascendant, um, Cities of Sigma, like all the mixed lists as well. Mm-hmm. I see the players that are really into writing lists have started like fucking with that shit a lot yeah. more than they've been fucking with the vanilla shit. Because uh-huh. <clears throat> like you see the you see like the Nathan Watsons. We saw that list of his, and he was playing um, Legend of Chaos Ascendant, and kind of like, oh, wonder why he's playing this. And then it started to click to me like he's playing that. Smorgan's playing like mixed order and mixed death and all kinds of shit. Darren's playing cities, you know, like Yeah. I feel like it's gotten to the point where the game pushes you in a direction so much that there is still the books where the game doesn't push you into anything. Like cities no like the book doesn't tell you to write a cities list. Not really. And the book doesn't tell you to write a slave's darkness list. So the book's still out out there that don't help you, but they're not doing well a lot of the time because it actually takes experience and some time put into it to find the cool stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of, I don't know, where I've been pushing myself lately to find some enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Grand Alliance, isn't it? Yeah, to find some enjoyment in writing lists and get excited about the hobby again. So like, I've been doing things like that I've been doing other things like <clears throat> I've been building a Stormcast list, an old school Stormcast list. It's um, Skyborn Slayers. Yeah, if you're around like five years ago when this battalion came out. If you have the Order Grand Alliance book, which <laughs> yeah. has the battalion in it and nowhere else. And it is still in the game the somehow. Yeah. Got points drops in the last GHB. But I've been taking things like that. <clears throat> and that's the staple list that I've built. And like, you know how you go to like a wanky restaurant and they like deconstruct food? They're like, this is a cheeseburger. I have deconstructed. But really, they've just grabbed cheeseburger, taken the shit tell off and thrown like, it on the plate. Tell your vision <laughs> of a wanky restaurant. Yeah. It's just the French. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so but, good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, the French. Yeah, yeah. They, the they know something about food, that's for sure. <laughs> but I know what you're saying, bro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you grab battalions and you do the same thing with it. Like you can take that Skyborn Slayers list and just take the Skyborn Slayers bit out of it. Then all of a sudden you're not restricted by anything. You've got more points to play with. And you can essentially still do the same thing, but without the restrictions. You know what I mean? So like you can take your protectors and your decimators and your Lord Salison and, and, and all that and drop from the sky and hit things, but pull it all apart 
take five man MSU units of protectors and decimators and 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 whatever, get your reroll to charge guy on the board, and just throw them down nine inches away, and just and and spam it that way. And it's man, it's just so much more interesting to not be told what I have to put in a list and how I have to build it, and what artifacts and command traits I have to take. Yeah, until you realise you're playing old cast and it's shit. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but it's not much more shit than the other one that you were playing. Like, if you're if you're just playing it in the battalion or in the deconstructed version, it's like realistically, I think you can probably almost make it better. Uh, taking think, taking the template, but like sprucing it up into your own way. Yeah, so I think the I'll probably push back on that to be honest. Specifically, Skyborn Slayer is not your wider point. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, pretty... Skyborn obviously limits your drops, so you can choose to deploy, you know, go first and so on, because you can get a almost a whole 2k army into it. Um, plus, you come five inches away. You're immune to battle shock as well, so it rewards you for taking big blocks of of set units, you know, liberators and judicators and protectors yeah. and so on. Um, and also, it doesn't restrict you of the like one up, one down thing. So yeah, how does uh, that? I've been meaning to talk to you. How does that work? So, like, the way I look at it is that Skyborn Slayers is its own battalion, and you yeah, can because that was it... around before Stormcast even had that rule. Yeah, battalion predates. Uh, I believe it's called Science at a Storm. I I would need to get my Stormcast book to actually confirm it, but I believe the Allegiance ability is Science at a Storm. But yeah. the battalion refers to them as being set up, and this is all off the top of my head. So. Don't crucify me too much internet. Um, I, I could be wrong on this. Um, whereas Battalion refers to them being set up in the Celestial Realm. Yeah, so it refers, yeah, it refers to where they're getting set up to <clears throat> as the Celestial Realm. Yeah. And now it doesn't say that you have to go one up, one down with them or whatever. It just says you can deploy the whole battalion there. Yeah. Which to me says I can take all those models and put them in the sky, which is cool. <clears throat> But what I'm wondering is that, does that mean that the other units in your army all have to go down, or do they go one up, one down, and then you can put that battalion straight up? You know what I mean? Um, I would say it plays by the same rules as the prime, so the prime can go up and doesn't... And he doesn't affect the... Yeah, he doesn't affect the overall army. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's so, how I've been playing so the first, like, If you have a prime, traditionally the first thing you do is go prime in the sky. And people are like, oh, okay. And then you go one down, one up. But if, I'd need to, I've never played it. I'd need to check in the FAQ to make sure there wasn't anything out there in there's, FAQ land. There's so not going to be an FAQ um, in the 5th Battalion. That's the only, the only problem. But my interpretation of it, based off my knowledge off the top of my head, would be that you can put the whole battalion, all eight units, whatever it is, up in the sky, yep. and then any units outside of that battalion would go one up, one down, one up, one down. Yeah, um, I played GCD and it doesn't and it doesn't count towards it. So that would be my interpretation of it, yep. without doing any any research onto it and just off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I played it the other day, and I because literally you're referring to two different places, units and that's why. Yeah. And I was sort of at that point, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't right. When I literally had like a Lord Heralda and two concussors on the board, and that's all I had on the board. Yeah. Two yeah. units in the sky, and then the battalion in the sky. 
I mean, I've got rules wrong before, so yeah. you know, like we all have. So, <laughs> like, if uh, anybody knows, tell me, because <laughs> I'm not really that great with the the wordy rules, lawry, get real down to the wanky wording stuff. Yeah, so it came out. Their battalion came out before the Stormcast. So it featured in that before it featured in the Stormcast battle time because it never has. It's always just been yeah. in that. And there was an ability before Stormcast had an ability to set up in the sky because that came with their third book, which was like the one, the first book of the new wave that has like artifacts and spell laws and shit like yeah. that. But they have a spell law because there's no wizards at the time. Um, and that introduced, um, I don't know if it was called Science of a Storm, but it was a similar ability where it was, you can go up, and I don't think it was one up and one down. I'm pretty sure it was just you can go up. But every turn you had to roll for every unit in the army, and if it was a three plus, the unit had to come down. It had to come down. Yeah. yeah, there was no like half your units are up, half are down. That was introduced in the most recent Stormcast book. Um, that was literally, yeah, you can put them up at your own risk, but roll a three plus every turn, and um, they have to come down. And you had to do it like at this end of the movement or start of movement, and they couldn't move. So. It was annoying because you'd sit there and you'd build a strategy and then a unit wouldn't come down that you needed to come down. So when you had okay. stuff like Skyborn Slayers um, and what was the other one? Warrior Brotherhood. Warrior Brotherhood, yeah. Yeah, who just like, you know, you could choose where they came down and when they came down. That was just such a huge advantage and that's why everyone jumped on them because, again, it goes back to removing like... I mean, it's not an issue now because it, the rule doesn't exist anymore. But back then, that's how you'd like eliminate risk and shit going on, and you would make it certainties by having these battalions that offered you the flexibility to bring them down when you wanted. Now it's just one up, one down has to come down by turn three, otherwise it dies. So, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that's sort of how I've stayed entertained in the in the hobby, sort of falling out of keenness and then picking it back up again. So. Yeah, I've um so I played a game of AOS against um friend Mitch, who we spoke about before, uh with my Realm Lords. So it wasn't an optimal Realm Lords army because it was literally what I brought off the first wave of release. So it's like um a couple of wardens, a couple of sentinels, Teclas, Light of Elfarium because I had the points, Dawn Rider because I had the points, Kefala, and then I just filled it up with endless spells and extra cp because i had like 200 points i was like fuck how am i going to fill this up um so not at all an optimal list and i won't go into great detail about the list because it's <laughs> like it's not really worth talking about it was literally a 2k uh point legal army with you know battle line and hero and so on and so forth um and i just want to more talk about the impressions of of the army which i thought were i played against a um OBR Nagash army, so the Stalyak Lords one. Yes, yeah. So the knights, um, Mitch's knight list. Uh, list came second in CanCon, I think it was as well. Um, but it was Petrifix back then. Whereas twenty-five knights, Liege Cavalos, and a Nagash, and that's it. Um, and an endless spell or something like that. And it's it's pretty good his army because they can Stelliac so the horses can run and charge and they go like twelve oh, base right. plus three for a DPR or whatever you called those points that they use. 
Uh, so it's 15, and then they can, like, run and charge. So, you know, they can go quite far. And then he had cogs, so... Yeah. Um, and then they get mortal wounds on the charge, and then the Leech Kevlos give them, like, plus one attack, sort of like Volturnus for a CP or whatever they use. Um, so it's it's a list that fucks. It's not like a... It's not, you know, just a random that's, shit list. No, that's the list I played at the final at, at Call to Arms. Like, it's a good list. Yeah, it's a list that you played at the final at Call to Arms and won... Um, and tabled or whatever. I don't know. Did you? Did you table them? Yeah. Yeah. Poor Mitch. <laughs> he was so confident. He was so like he was and fucking all at me. <laughs> and I was like, "Go, Mitch, get it." <laughs> he won Court Arms last year with Skaven, right? So man, he, he was so happy that year. He had an opportunity to go back to back, which I think is quite cool. Um, because we don't have too many repeat winners in this country. Um, I mean, I know you had a year, like two years ago or something, three years ago, maybe, I don't know, you'll be able to correct me, where it's a 12-month period where you won pretty much like everything, and James has certainly won many events, um, but there's not really been, you know, outside of you two, I don't believe. Yeah, Matt Britton, maybe. Oh, Matt Britton, yes, how, how dare I forget about him, he pretty much won the majority of stuff when I always came out. So, yeah. um, out of Warhammer, apparently. Yeah, no, it's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Can't play four stone horns with inferior amulets. That's why. Um, yeah, so he, that was cool for him. A lot of pressure for him, but he came second. Um, he lost to you. I was on table two. I won, but he had one more secondary than me. And I would have been them on tiebreaks, so it doesn't really matter, but um, it's a shame because it could have come one too notorious. But yeah. Um, but anyway, so I played Mitch with my Realm Lords, and it was it was a good time. Um, my initial takeaways is I think the magic is just so flexible in that army. Um, obviously, assuming you have Teclas, is what I'd say, because that's what I had. And just him knowing every spell in the whole law, so it's 12 spells yeah. plus his two unique spells, and plus I ran it as Zytrix, so he has an extra spell in that. So he's got, what, four spells on a scroll, including Arcane and Mystic Shield, 12 from spell law, and then an extra one, so it's, what, 17? Is that right? Yeah, spells. Yeah. And the magic is just amazing. Um, it's It was it was really fun, although the first turn... I played with Teclas. I just did two spells um, because I wanted them to go off in 12s because Nagash was still powered up at this point. And that was fine. Didn't, Nagash couldn't unbind him. Um, and then the second turn, I got a bit cocky and did a, you know, cast four spells in 10s. Yeah. And Nagash just got all of them. Um, he was around like eights and nines because he's plus three or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, okay, this is. And it, the army very much relies on. Techless to do a lot of supporting work, I find. Um, unless you're just going to run like Sentinel spam, which I think is just a real boring list. Um, I'm interested to see how good it actually is. Sentinel spam list? So, like, yeah. what is it, like 120 or whatever it is? Or the 80? You get down super low drops too, right? It's like you can make it like a two or a one drop. You can make it a one even. if you go yeah. in max. <clears throat> but the army chips more to like So, the Sentinels. So I had two units of 10, and outside of Immortal Wounds, they don't do a lot of damage. Um, I mean, I was playing, you know, a fairly well-armoured army, 
you know, four up and three up saves and stuff like that. Um, and you got so ten dudes to nine attacks because champ doesn't have a bow. Um, and if you get your spell off on five ups, you know, on average, you are doing three mortal wounds. And but I mean, otherwise you're hitting on like fours and threes and winding on fours and threes with yeah. or, or one rend. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they do into like just a hard alpha army that can deploy things off the board, like. Uh, like an Idenf, like an Idenf, or even like the the Skyborn. Like there's two guys on the board, shoot them if you want to yeah. take first, and um, you just dick hole into their face and punch the shit out of things, and see if they can actually move from where they started. Yeah, I mean the Idenf. I mean not the Idenf. The Realm Lords are like pretty squish as well. To be fair. Yeah, what's well, five up? Five saves, up saves, maybe, and they're like bravery six. Um, is there a Battleshock immunity bubble like there is in everything else? Yeah, there is. A lot of Alpharon has a like, 24-inch Bravery 10 bubble. Um, he uses Bravery, so that's helpful. Oh, that's okay. But I mean, you can, you've got the Kefalar as well, who does the, like... Oh, that's it. You know, two-up transfer and Battleshock sort of thing. So Yeah, she swaps it over to you or yeah, whatever. I... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there's, there's definitely nice ways around it. it. There's spells that make you immune to Battleshock. Mm. But it's the five up save is the more important bit. Is you know you don't want to be losing guys, no. Um, and you can make it a four up with A for courts. Um, obviously, Teclas has the five up ward, which I think you uh, you need pretty badly. Or the another wizard, the Kefla, can have the five up ward, but it's a non Teclas one. It's not as good. It's a smaller range. How do um, you find the um, the KO rip off allegiance ability thing? The Aether whatever it is <laughs> yeah no that's my one um yeah it's how do i feel about it sorry is that what you're yeah, saying yeah 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 like good yeah it's um i mean to be honest the game right. went like three turns and mitch i just considered because it got to the point where mitch was just you know the, the game was running away and we were having beers and bands so we just were more focused on that um so I just decided to call it. So I didn't get to use it as much as I wanted. Um, it's good. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, you know, plus one to hit's always pretty cool. Plus one to save's always pretty cool. Especially yeah. when you've got your wardens, right? And they're like, and they're in shining, so they might as well hit. And they're a four up save. And then you're like, okay, they're going to be a three up save this turn. Oh, and they've got Teclis's five up as well. Yeah, um, yeah that's really nice. It's pretty good, but the issue with his army is that he was doing a lot of charging into me with his horses and spending points, or it was a battalion or whatever it is, that yeah. makes him do mortals. So, and they're just one wound dudes. Yeah, yeah, they are. They, <laughs> yes, very much. So every time you take a wound, you're losing a guy. You're losing space on the board. Yeah. Yeah. So be, I mean, so my impression was that like. I still think it's a magic dominant army. Um, Nagash, I didn't give enough respect to in saying that. I did say to Mitch, I was like, oh, my magic's way better than yours. Because, like, even the casting on the Sentinels and the Dawn Riders and the Wardens, um, because I was Zytrex, so they get plus one to cast. Teclis is there, so they get plus one to cast. And then I had the Twin Stones up, so that's plus three to cast base. Yeah. So my army's three plus three to cast base. If I use an Overcourse, I can reroll. Or whatever it's called, A for brooch. Is it brooch? I don't. I don't even know. I what don't it's know called. what it is. Yeah. Bro, I should just. I've got the book right next to me. Let me just. <laughs> you know, please hold. 
<laughs> I keep calling it A for Courts, but you said that was your one, isn't it? No, I don't know. Aether, no, mine's A for Gold. A for Gold. Maybe yours is A for Courts. Uh, yeah, just just fill some fill some A for Courts reserve. Yeah, so it is. I was right. You said that before, and it just stumped me, and I was like, holy fuck, have I been saying the wrong thing this whole time? No. Um, yeah, so it's. It is it is good because as I said, like you get plus three to cast base and that's set up. And then every time a spell gets cast, the twin stones ticks up. So one time it'll be plus three and then next time it'll be plus four. You know, if you use it. Oh, uh, right. yeah. Because the twin stones is, is the dice roll is a one and it's always you know, and that's always a plus. And then if you cast a spell successfully, then you turn it up to a two and then you go, Okay, I'm gonna use that, so now you're at plus four. So um yeah, but yeah, you're going um, into another proper casting army. So, like, how was that? It was. It was good. like just even Stevens again, like, like it is if nobody casts hard. Yeah, so I mean, he's so why I'm one extreme. He's also another extreme because he yeah. has like a natural plus three to cast, where I've only got a plus two to unbind. Yeah. I believe it is. Uh, yeah, because I get plus one from tech and then plus one from side troop. So he's still got the advantage in that sense. Um, it's, I mean, he started, he made some big rolls to do some cast like 14s and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, cool. This ain't happening. Um, I think he needs to have techless there to be magic efficient as well um, because he just puts out all the, he puts out the plus one buff. And okay, so why it was really one part of it that it excelled at versus Nagash to try and answer your question. Is that Techless is a four up ward save to everything, well, four up ignore magic effects and damage yeah. to everyone within like 16 oh, inches. That's or right, and he bounces them back or something. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, on yeah, a four yeah. up, you ignore the spell effects. Um, and classically, Nagash, a, a strategy that you can use with Nagash and that Mitch uses is to just go, I want that unit to die over there, I'm just going to arcane bolt him to death, you know? Yeah, you just machine gun arcane bolt. Yeah, and that's what he does. Um, but with me being like, hey, I've got this four up save and you'll take mortal wounds. He's like, okay, cool. I won't do that. I'll just buff my army. So the he was still getting buffs off. I was unbinding, you know, less than what he was getting off. He was getting off more than what I was unbinding. Um, but it did, it did afford me some direct damage spell protection. Um, you know, so like if I was playing Zench, someone was going to like bolt a Zench me or something on Gateway. They might not bother. They might just go, fuck it, I'll just buff my army. Yeah. Um, which is the same as what Mitch did. So they'll probably still get spells off because it's not a great unbinding army. I mean, Teclas has an auto unbind, you know, an auto nut. Yeah, that's... You can't that, which is amazing. It's not shit at all. Um, but it's... Yeah, it's... It's definitely better at casting the spells than it is unbinding. If you just turn up with, like, an average magic army... So, like a Stormcast? Yeah, you're just going to... Sylvaneth? You're just going to be dominant. Yeah, mm. or like a Nurgle. Mm. Or anything that doesn't have, like, inherent buffs to cast. Um, I'm trying to think of what are spell armies that can't really spell good. What are they, sorry? Nurgle, Sylvaneth. Cast. Um, Slaves? Or is that a no? Ah... Uh, Slaves? No, slaves can cast. They can't stop, but they can cast. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, Daughters, so if you just... Daughters is in a weird place right now when it comes to that. Like, they lean on Mindraiser hard. Yes. But, like, when everybody's, like, plus three to unbind or auto-unbind or so magic-dominant, their their best way to cast is, like, plus one to cast, re-roll ones, which is yeah, just I mean, they have kind pretty... of not good enough. Yeah, they have that pretty sweet artifact but it's a real good artifact but like everybody's just so much doesn't have much pluses to cast or any does it as well no slanesh yes not that you actually see him much anymore their one's Um, more good for the defensive side just because they'll end up with like or typically they did end up with like seven or eight unbinds with no mm -hmm. buffs but you're just throwing heaps of dice all the time like why the fuck not yeah So I think it's I think it's got really good major defense and again against someone like Seraphon as well, where mm-hmm. they might just want to like croak you and you know if you've got if your army relies on doing damage through its magic spells and you come up against an Illuminate army with Teclas, you might think twice about casting those spells because it doesn't yeah. do anything. It's just an aura that's on all the time. Yeah, that's really it scales, but it's. I mean, even if you turn one alpha him, then it's still there until you kill him. Um, so it might give you some pause, but I mean, again, Nagash is like plus three to cast or whatever it is, so he's still on average beating me on rolls, so for the most part he was getting his stuff off. Um, it wasn't so much that I couldn't unbind his stuff, it was he was unbinding more of my stuff than I expected. So... Um, and I think you sort of get in your own head about how much utility and how much you get out of Teclas because there's a lot of points. So you yeah, feel you... Like he needs to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So naturally, you're always like, I want him to be for- casting four spells yeah. because two's great, but because of his spell law range, it's amazing. And I mean, you're pretty much always going to do protection of Teclas, whatever it's called, the five up ward. That's like a must have. Yeah. You know? And then the searing pain fucking AoE bubble thing. Yeah, that's also like a pretty close to a must-have. Yeah. Or um, the oh, God, I should really learn. Is it the double move actually. one? Is that what you're the, about? Yeah, speed of hush. Is, that's I know that one. That's pretty awesome. Um, the other one where it's double CP. I mean, it doesn't matter against. Oh Pokemon. yeah, fuck! That's a cool mechanic. But man. that's like a really good spell. That that's you such a to. cool mechanic. I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Total Eclipse, yeah. Like, you know, it is because the spell is so good and he knows so many of them, you feel like you need to get all these spells off. And because Teclas can just do it, you're like, cool, I'm going to utilize that and go four spells. But, I mean, to be fair, the army is... You've got your Kefla casting on a plus three, if not, like, even a plus six or seven, um, depending if you've got a twin stone, you know, and how much you let it tick up. So you could just use your calf to strategically cast one of those spells to take it out of Teclas's hands. So it frees him up to do other shit. But um, yeah, the magic I found very good. The army was like way less resilient than what I thought it was. Um, yeah. The five up save, I put way too much reliance on. Um, yeah, because it's only one unit, right? You can only put it on one unit. No, no, it's on. It's an aura around Teclas. For the five up. Oh, really? For yeah, so he casts it. So you become like the... Shrine or whatever from Daughters of Cain. Holy yeah. within what, 18 or 12? Uh, it's not even a holy within. I think it's just within. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, no let's, have a, let's have a quick look. 
No way. Um, because I do have the book here. I don't know what fixed that's units. That's just like what those. Fully within eighteen. Sorry, yeah, it's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry, the aura abilities are just within, and that starts at sixteen inches. So. Ah, and that's the 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 spell bounce and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the spell bounce and the cast, cast and minus yeah. and shit like that. So that's where I was getting a little bit confused there. But I mean, holy of eighteen is a big fucking range. Yeah, it's it's thirty six inches either side of his but well, total massive base, and his base is like a dinner plate. It's like a one sixty mil or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a massive amount of room. I mean, if you're playing in, if you're playing any scenario where it's like three objectives spread across the board in the middle, he can just sit in the middle one and touch pretty much both sides. Yeah, he reminds um, me a lot of um, like the Marathi War Scroll, where it's like it's really good because it's so unique in what it brings to the army. <clears throat> like in, yeah. inherently, he's not stupidly powerful as just a one war scroll taken out of context like it's really not that ridiculous but paired with the rest of the army it works so so well with the army like big pluses to cast big spell defense can put a yeah. nice big aoe bubble on it like it's so There's a lot of like chip mortal wound potential as well yeah yeah because spell um but at the same time he's not gonna like charge into combat and take a unit off Nah, or do uh, like a unit's worth of damage anywhere? Yeah, I think mathematically I did work it out. I think mathematically you can do something like 21 wounds off the top of my head. With the AoE thing? Uh, no, in combat, sorry, strictly. In, oh no, because he's got, he's got his range attack, it's one attack, but it's D6 damage. Yeah, it's nice. And then in combat he can do 12, 18 damage if everything goes through. So you're looking at 18 damage in combat, obviously mathematically perfect, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, D6 with his staff, which is, you know, a 6, so that's 24, and then all the chip damage in the world. But yeah. that chip damage won't outright kill any unit. No, no, it's just um, like spread it across a whole bunch of... Yeah, like but I mean... need a way to follow up, which is where the Sentinels are probably quite good. It's exactly where it comes in, bro. That's exactly the strategy you want. You use him to chip off. Like if he plays Stormcast, you're fucked, right? Because he's a bunch of five wound heroes with no more, with no yeah. mortal wound save. So if you roll a couple of D threes or even a D six, and you do you know one to two wounds on him, it's great. And then the Sentinels just come in and you know three mortal wounds. That's all they need to do. You know it's dead. You know Stormcast run on their little five wound heroes. So. Mm. Um, that's just a good way to sort of get rid of him. Um, and that's how I'd probably intend to play him. But yeah, it is splash damage. And when you look at it total, it wouldn't surprise me if you say, yeah, one turn he did 40 wounds or whatever, depending on how well you roll out your, your mortal wound bomb. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can do a bunch of D6s or you can do nothing. And it depends on how MSU to army your opponent is as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I've only, I've only played two games with him, so... I played one on tabletop similar simulator against Joe, which I cheated because I miscalculated my points and had two thousand ten points of an army. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. And then I played, um, and I won the game, but I cheated, so I didn't win the game. Um, and then I played Mitch, and Mitch's Nagash was a good sort of counter. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, as in Jamie would obviously love it because of all the spells going off and the points that get. Yeah. So I think it will be like a, a somewhat meta-defining army, but my I put way too much reliance on the five ups, as I said, um, because all I know of five ups was playing daughters, playing against you and daughters. Yeah, yeah. And but yours was like a five up reroll, whereas mine's just a five up. Yeah. So and the difference between those two is just huge. It's like what? So a five up is like a thirty percent or thirty three percent of all those, and five up rerolls like fifty percent or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's better than a four up. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm not claiming to be an elite or even like a good realm lords player. Um, it's definitely not my specialty, but it's something that I'm keen to dabble my toe in and share my thoughts on as I, you know, go from more experiences with him. I will try run him at level one hammer, which is the event I'm running. Um, that all depends on if I can be fucked painting it. Do um, it, because I really want to throw my like five-year-old Stormcast army into your brand new Realm Lords. Well, the thing is, so one, I have to paint it, and two, I have to probably buy a few more units to be somewhat, you know, competitive. Not like optimized army, but you know, somewhat okay. Um, yeah. And again, it comes back to like how much you meant to be saving for a wedding. <laughs> I think that's the more important part. Yeah, that's I think that's the more important thing. So I mean, it's all great planning a wedding like a couple of years in advance and going, oh, I've got all this time to plan and save money. Um, but it's no good if you just waste half that time and don't and plan, but you don't save any money. So now I'm like, cool, I just have to save much more than what I want to. Harder, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because now I have to change my lifestyle. And I quite like my lifestyle, so... Um, but yeah, I'll, I mean, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'll be fucking around with. Um, I'm still playing the corn and I still love playing the corn because Scarborough fucks and it's so fun. Um, or to get some untamed beasts because I think you can actually make a pretty solid army with some untamed beasts in that. Um, not so much doing what Tubby was talking about with like wrapping someone's army turn one, you know, going way down the board. Um, but more just screening and early objective grabbing, and also that so I mean, many teleports in the game, man. Just pushing forward six inches is a huge difference. Yeah, and the corn army relies on being in combat, right? And it wants your opponent to to come closer. Where smart and it needs space want to come closer to it. So if you can draw people in with like a, a bait unit in front of the main hitting unit, and they'll go, oh yeah, I'll just charge those beasts or those blood reavers because you know i can kill him and i'm like cool you do that i've got scarbrand 15 inches over here which is within his threat range um go do it you know that'd be sweet sort of thing mm. or even a blood first so there's an end screening for shooting and stuff like that so there's a number of reasons why i want to get some um and the storm castle i'm probably just going to bench until i think you should man I think until they get something put, new yeah put them to the side and then just don't play them for a bit just give yourself a break you've been playing it for like literally the last like five years yeah i mean i've played different versions of it and the corn was like an awesome palette cleanser to like mm. refreshing shit yeah. refresh shit that's it not refreshing um and it was awesome and i had, I had so much fun playing my corn that's why i always love it because i'm literally just like i just want to run into combat and that's it like Whereas Stormcast, it felt like there was always, you know, criterias and sort of checklists that you had to do with the army to sort of make it work efficiently because I don't think it has an identity anymore. So 
Yeah, um, I and I mean, I've been playing. You're right. I've been playing it for about five years, give or take. You know, pretty much four. Um, but I've been playing shoot cast pretty much about three years or three and a half years. Or I've always had like a heavy reliance of shooting in the army for a long part. So I was so unenthused about playing the one drop Stormcast army, which some people have now called the Sean Bates list, which I think is quite funny. <laughs> but you know. Obvious one drop overpowered battalion. I don't think anyone's got a claim to that, um, other than maybe the person who wrote the rules to that army. So, yeah. Ah, that'd be good. I'm looking forward to, to playing games soon. I think I might nip down to Wellington next weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll maybe talk about that off here. We could yeah. maybe arrange something or whatever. Yeah. Um, Do some for games at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been playing. I haven't really played many. I think I've played since Call to Arms. I think I've played two games, and I think they've both been against Mitch. And he was like ripping bombs and pounding beers on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> and, the other, and then the other one, he just like smashed me. Um, so, yeah, I've really not been playing a lot of Hammer at all. So. I'd be keen to get some games and get some reps in, so to say, you know, and um, play some Hammer and have a good time and see the boys again, catch up with the guys. I also really need to make more of an effort of doing it because I'm quite a lazy cunt, to be fair. Um, because I've been out of it for so long, I've forgotten how good it is, you know? And then you yeah. do it, like, oh, shit, I'm energised now, I should do it again. Yeah, you uh, play one game, you're like, fuck, I want to play another game. But now there's yeah, but but then there's been other instances with like Mary and Lee where they've like come over for games and we don't even play games. We just like land up hanging out for like four or five hours and just chatting and catching up because of because of this year that we've been in. So yeah, um, it's super weird, man. <clears throat> but yeah. Um anything else, bro? Or should we just like wrap it up here? No, man. I've I've rambled. You've rambled. We made like two hours worth of show out of 10 minutes of... It's a show about nothing, bro. Right? <laughs> yeah, like no, it's fucking great. Seinfeld show. It's literally <laughs> like... We shout out some events and some bros at the start, which is cool. I'm always about endorsing and, you know, letting the public know that we have some really cool people who do cool events within our scene, being New Zealand scene. Um, sorry, Christchurch, lads. I, I was looking on Facebook and I couldn't see if you had any upcoming events, but I'm pretty sure you do. But the Christchurch lads know about it because they're a pretty tight-knit community. Um, and the Auckland guys, I know there's more lads coming up, events coming up. I think there's a doubles event coming up as well up there. So, um, yeah, it's all on for the race to Masters till May, I guess, is when it is. Um, but, yeah, we'll try to record a bit more. Um, I think we always say that, but if I'm oh. talking about the hobby, then I'm going to be energised about the hobby as well. And that's the issue. It's like... You know, running up to CanCon, we were in a, a bunch of hobby group chats and shit like that, and Team New Zealand chat and so on. And I've actually really missed those chats. I mean, they all turn to fucking a shitstorm in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just get out of hand. But I'm not really in any active hobby groups at the moment. I just like I'm in, I'm in one, but it's not with local ads. So, um, or a couple actually, but they're not local. They're sort of international stuff. Um. But yeah, anyway, we'll try to do some more recording. Maybe we'll do something before the Civil One Hammer, see when the <clears> list come and see if there's anything interesting that we can talk about. Yeah. Maybe get some local heroes on who to talk about it and drive content and carry the show for us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, I'm yeah. 
get some shows in, get some fucking events done. Get excited. Want to play the hobby all the time? We mean. Yeah, because you've had some homies leave recently, eh? Yeah, it's and rough and hot me at the moment. Yeah, it was like the hotbed of gaming for like two or three years, and mm. with like what five to eight dudes that sort of all lived very close to each other and gamed all the time to yeah. now being like what two dudes, three dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd play two to three games a week, and now I'm playing like one game every two to three. Yeah. <clears throat> which is like for the rest of us man oh yeah it's a hard knock life isn't it but we'll build we'll get the community back that's cool definitely will do definitely will been a down a year but it's our responsibility as content creators the chosen of this country who were <laughs> you know had enough of an ego to record themselves and put themselves on the internet like anyone would care about it um but it's our job and all the content creators jobs out there to you know drive it no it's really not but anyway <laughs> we'll leave it there we'll, because i'm just i'm really stumbling through this so we'll leave it there and we'll be back in your ears soon enough hopefully listeners i don't know i said that four months ago and this is the first time we've been on the air since then so yeah um under promise and over deliver uh we will never be back on cheers boys see ya later bro this is america don't catch you slipping now Catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry them. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like yeah. Yeah, I'm so dull like yeah. We gon' blow like yeah. What I'm whipping now, look how I'm geeking now. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on get it. Watch me move. This is Sally. That's a tool. Yeah. On my Kodak. Black. Ooh, know that. Yeah. Ooh, get it. Get it. Ooh, work it. Ooh, hundred bands, hundred bands, hundred bands. Contraband, contraband, contraband. Got the plug on who a hawker. Whoa, they gonna find you like Baka. America, I just checked my follow and listen. You motherfuckers owe me.